Welcome to Care to Lead, your path to leadership success. Brought to you by the Vizient Nurse Executives Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Nicole Groveling, Vice President of Clinical Networks at Vizient, and I am so excited to welcome today's guest, Tracy Moffitt, System Chief Nursing Officer and Vice President of Quality at Ashner Health Headquarters in New Orleans, Louisiana. Tracy oversees more than 40 hospitals and more than 150 urgent care centers. She's also the Vice President of the Louisiana State Board of Nursing, And Tracy, over the course of her career, has received numerous accolades, including being named one of New Orleans' top businesswomen of the year in 2019. Tracy, it's an honor to have you. Welcome. Thank you, Nicole. It is such an honor to be here and and to be able to talk with this group. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you. And I have to say, you know, I've had the pleasure of knowing you now for a couple of years, and I'm excited to spend some time today diving in a little bit more into what brought you to nursing leadership. So why don't we start there? What led you to this career in nursing leadership? My mom, the summer that I turned 16, actually passed away from a terminal disease. And I was very inspired by the nurses primarily that took care of her those several weeks that she was in the ICU. I had my 16th birthday and the nurses on the unit actually somehow found out that it was my 16th birthday when I went up to see my mother that morning. And they had a cake and they had balloons and like party hats. And my mother, unfortunately, was in a coma at that time. She was really nearing the end of her life. And I was so inspired by these caregivers that they weren't really just taking care of my mother. They were really taking care of me and my whole family at that time. And I was just immediately drawn to the idea that I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be like these ICU nurses that were taking care of my mother and my brother and sister and I. It was through that very traumatic family event that I ended up completely transitioning from an idea that I had that I wanted to go to law school and changing my mind and deciding I wanted to become a nurse. That's such a powerful story. And I know you've had a long career and it's been an especially trying 19 or so months. It has to somehow comfort you to think back to what brought you to the profession to keep you going now through difficult times. Honestly, not just over the past 19 months, but there have been so many times in my career when I feel so grateful I have this favorite saying that every shadow has its light. And somebody sent me that on a card one time, and I just sort of naturally had an affinity for this statement, every shadow has its life. And when you think about a 16-year-old girl losing her mother, it's sad. But how that has transformed my life and my career, it's absolutely the light in that situation. And, you know, I think about that a lot, and it actually informs, Nikki, what I think nursing has to be about. It's what nursing has to remain about. And I do worry sometimes that nursing is losing its compassion. That's not true for every nurse, but certainly I worry about that in our profession today. I do too, Tracy. I think that is such a strong message. How do we get back to the basics of what brought each of us to the bedside? What I wonder is, you knew why you wanted to be a bedside nurse. What led you to a leadership role. When my mother died, my parents were divorced and I actually didn't have money to go to college. And my entry into the profession was as an LPN because I could afford to go to a vocational technical school. 
as soon as I finished my Votech program, I knew already I wanted to go on and get my bachelor's degree. And I was looking at sort of the nursing leaders around me on my unit who already had bachelor's degrees and master's degrees. And certainly that propelled me further into my career. But honestly, as soon as I finished my BSN program and and took my first position as a floor nurse with a four-year baccalaureate degree, I was so proud. But immediately I started looking around and saying, okay, there are some things that need to change in how nursing is led, how nursing functions, how we design and develop policies and procedures. And I just have always been curious. And I think when you have a lot of curiosity about the profession you're in, you're probably naturally inclined to move through the professional ladder, if you will. In addition to the curiosity, what else has been key to your success as a leader? Honestly, the people around me. I don't think anybody is successful in their career alone. I think when people talk about being lucky in their career, that is a combination of really, really hard work and opportunity, right? Luck is just having the people around you that present you with opportunities and sort of the tenacity or the curiosity to grab those opportunities. And so the people around me, frankly, my whole career, even as an LPN and then coming out of my BSN program, have seen something in me that maybe I didn't see in myself. And I think that's true for so many nurses. We get up and go to work every day and we do our shift and We think we're taking care of patients, but it's been my experience that someone's always watching you. And the people who are most passionate about the profession are the people who get recognized. And I've just been really fortunate in my career that people have maybe seen something in me that I didn't always know I had and have sort of tapped me on the shoulder to take on challenges and opportunities that at the time I was absolutely scared to death of taking. So when somebody said to me, oh, Tracy, we'd like for you to be on this committee. We want to open a home health agency or a DME company. You know, my initial reaction to that is, gee, I don't have any experience in that. I'm not sure I'm the right person. But again, I think when you're presented with those kinds of opportunities and people have that kind of confidence in you and they're willing to support you in pursuing something outside of your comfort zone, gosh, you got to grab it. And so it's a combination of people, I think, that have sort of pulled me along in my career and given me the kinds of opportunities that led me where I am today. You can't discount yourself in that process. You were brave enough to take that big leap, even if you felt like you weren't quite ready. You do have to kind of overcome your fear sometimes because nurses are in short supply and good nurse leaders are in very short supply. And so when somebody taps you on the shoulder, yeah, you you sometimes just have to take a leap. It's taking that opportunity and that chance. And then as a leader, paying that forward and recognizing those around you. Definitely. I am constantly looking for the people that seem to be curious, that want to be problem solvers. I don't think ambition's a bad thing, Nikki, but aren't in it for the next job, the next bigger job. People that are in it because they really want to fix something in healthcare and particularly in nursing. We have 8,000 nurses in our organization, and I make it my business to know a lot of them personally. And you can see something in people with this much experience that tells you if they're really passionate about the profession they're in and improving it. Tracy, can you pinpoint a moment or 
crossroads in your career where you feel like a different decision would have resulted in a different end result? Oh, most definitely. I spent about 20 years of my career with the Sisters of Mercy Health System based out of St. Louis, and it's a fabulous health system. The system asked me to relocate from New Orleans down to their campus in Laredo, Texas, and they were building a brand new hospital. And, you know, my husband and I are New Orleanians. I, at that point, was doing things like leading case management and working in quality, as well as, you know, overseeing some of our nursing operations. And my husband's a nursing informaticist. And they invited us both to come down and help design and build this new hospital. When you're building a new hospital, you literally get to be involved in the design phase of almost every aspect of nursing and how it relates to other clinical settings. And that was one major turning point for me because, wow, it was a blast. It was a lot of hard work. But it also gave me a lot of courage to kind of test the status quo and challenge myself and the people around me to think differently about the way we operate. And I think that's influenced my whole career. It had to give you such a different level of confidence. While you weren't an expert necessarily in each of the things you were designing or leading, you were able to make great decisions differently in this new space. Absolutely. One of the questions I'm asked all the time is, you know, where do you find your confidence? Because it is a big role. And as you said, it's full of responsibility. And that's a massive weight sometimes. But what I always go back to is, am I thinking about the impossible as possible? And if I'm not, I have to keep pushing myself to kind of think about dreaming what is the new next thing that's going to make the profession better, that's going to make patient care better, et cetera. And while the most recent time frame has had its many challenges, I've heard this from others, that it's also afforded this level of innovation that we hadn't seen before. That is so true. It really is another example, I think, of the light in the shadow. When I think about the last 19 months and how different we are today than we were at the start of this worldwide pandemic, It's like a liberation, I would say, that we have gone through where we've had to clearly just think about how we were going to do things differently, how we were going to do more with less, how we were going to protect our patients and each other, and really to open up the coffers, if you will, of our innovative thinking and really tap into something that we wouldn't have otherwise tapped into maybe. I love the light in the shadows. So many times when you're going through something dark, there is something positive that can come out of it. What do you think is the biggest thing you've had to overcome in your career? I think the biggest thing that I've had to overcome is the current nursing shortage that we're facing. I don't remember ever being in a situation like this, Nikki, where so much of our workforce has left what we consider to be traditional bedside professional nursing and are moving around the country at these extraordinary billing rates through nursing agencies. And I think the challenge, maybe we haven't uh, been through it yet, we're facing it right now, is how do we attract people to the profession? How do we inspire them once they're in the profession? How do we protect them and manage their well-being? How do we support them in what they do? How do we look at compensation? I mean, the profession, quite frankly, in my view, to some extent, is in a little bit of jeopardy. And 
I feel like those have to be our top priorities. How do we really reinvent the profession and reinvest in it in a way that makes it attractive to people that want to be in the role? I think you're absolutely right, Tracy. And I think that this is where a lot of organizations and individual nurse executives are struggling. A piece of what you said earlier around that culture and key relationship between the nurse executive and staff nurses, in my mind, that plays in here. You know, how do we recreate this concept of a familial environment or this very servant leadership environment where we are there for the patients. We're also there as an executive, as a priority to serve our staff. Honestly, it sounds so simple when I say it, but I do think that there is no substitute for listening and listening takes time. It really takes a lot of time. I think at some point as people move into the executive level roles We tend to get caught up in all the demands of that level of responsibility and the meetings that come with that. And that has its own level of exhaustion that's different than bedside nursing, obviously. But there is no substitute in my mind for listening to people. And that means that you have to build in the time literally on your calendar every day and every week to spend time with the people that are at the front line. And I learn stuff every time I go out and talk to our frontline nurses that informs my strategy. So when I think about myself as a chief nurse executive and building a two or three year strategic plan, it's that listening ear that helps inform that strategy. And I think without that, people really just sort of feel like they're a commodity. Yes. And when you build a strategy around the voice of the nurses at the bedside, they see themselves in that strategy. They're no longer just an employee of the organization. They've helped decide the future. And that changes the level of commitment. It really does. It's a magnet, no pun intended for our magnet facilities. But I think that's what the magnet concept was built around, is that if you don't have groups of people closest to the work, that are able to escalate and elevate their ideas and feel like they're part of something bigger than what takes place on the front line, then we as leaders lose something by missing that process. And I think it is actually a huge attractor. Health systems have reputations, whole reputations for nursing built around what nurses say about them on social media. When I follow a couple of these nursing sites on Facebook or Instagram, and I see what our nurses are saying about what it means to work at Oshner and how they feel about that, it really makes me feel proud of the culture and the relationships that we're building. That's fantastic. And you should. Tracy, I want to know for our listeners, what's something that others wouldn't know about you that would surprise them? Gosh, um, personal or professional? Either. I've learned a couple already today that you put yourself through nursing school. That resonates with me a lot. I did the same. I'd love to learn others. That is a big one for me. I think when people see a person at my level in an organization like Oshner, there are assumptions made that I maybe had a career path that was traditional. And I hope that the listeners hear that there's so many ways to get to where you want to go in your career and whether you want to become a campus CNO or system CNO or not. The one thing I would say to people is that 
you really have to think through what your plan is and your strategy, but you also just have to be wide open to all those kind of opportunities that come your way. I never really expected to be a CNO. And again, I think that's something people assume about me that I was working my way toward it my whole career. I never envisioned this role for myself. And I think the fact that I also am an explorer in my personal life, my husband and I love to travel. We're globetrotters. We love to go to foreign countries where we don't know a darn thing about what's happening sometimes and just immerse ourselves in the culture. And that kind of curiosity that I have in my personal life is probably the same as what I have in my professional life. I'm hearing curiosity, be open to the unexpected and be open to changing your plan if someone sees something different in you. You nailed it. Yeah. You said that so much better than I did. Thank you. No, that was great. That was great. So any last recommendations, Tracy, that you have for someone who wants to be a leader? I think we may have just summed it up, but I want to make sure. One of my favorite books, Nikki, is a book called Grit. It's by Dr. Angela Duckworth. It's about children who go through difficult situations, kind of like the one I went through at 16. But it's also about what distinguishes someone who has stamina, Dr. Duckworth talks a lot about the combination of your value proposition, your passion for what you do, and your stamina. And she sort of believes those three things make up what she calls grit. And I would ask people just to sort of look inside themselves and and ask themselves, do your values and your passion really match what you're doing? Because if they don't, then there is probably an opportunity that you're going to run out of steam at some point. And we never want that to happen. So I think that's what's kept me going all these years. And I hope that's helpful to other people. Tracy, thank you so much. You really are an inspiration. I really appreciate you sharing your time and your unique journey and your leadership insights. It's just been an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you for having me, Nikki. I hope that it is helpful to folks in the profession and really appreciate the opportunity to speak to your audience. Of course, so happy to have you. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. If you've enjoyed today's discussion, please subscribe to hear more Care to Lead podcasts. Like us and send us your comments. Care to Lead is your path to success and is brought to you by the Vizient Nurse Executives Network. I'm Dr. Nicole Grubling. Have a great day.